everybody. Welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. My name is Michelle Burkhardt and I'm your host. Today we're talking about your very own time machine. So one thing that I know is that most often, uh, for myself and for others as well, unless you're trained in this, most often your brain, your thinking, your mind is not on the present moment. So I'm going to explain how we traverse uh, in time with our mind uh, so that you can become a little bit more conscious of that. I'm going to give you three ways that you can uh, play around with this time machine vehicle of yours so that you can not only be more in the present moment, but you can use your past and your future to inform what's going on now. So in essence, you know, what I'm going to try to do is get you to know that you are using this time machine. And for those of you who are a little more aware and and, and have been following me for a while, I'll give you an up-level version of how to successfully use this time machine so you can transform any issue or challenge or problem into nothing. Okay? Awesome. Enjoy. All right. So we all live in a time machine and we don't even know it. Uh, So let's talk about that. What does that mean? Uh, Our present moment is often informed, probably actually uh, research says 90 to 95% of our present moment is informed by our past right? So quick examples might be, um, you know, if, let's say you have a significant other and you've been together for years uh, and you have a fight and the fight is probably a ridiculous fight and it's not even about whatever it is that you're fighting about. You just now have a pattern for this is how we fight, right? So, you know, you've been married 20 years and you're having these fights and it's not about, <laughs> yeah, I think about my husband, you know, we had a fight months ago about cheese. It wasn't about cheese. It was <laughs> about us not being able to communicate and being heard, right? So the past was informing our present. Um, I love this saying, I hear, I'm hearing it a lot these days, but something like, uh, I open my mouth and my mother comes out, right? Because we collect these things from our past, usually from our caregivers, you know, mom, dad, whoever else was in our life. And, you know, when we are interacting with our own children, uh, we say things and do things as they did, even though we don't want to, right? Because the past is informing our present. And, you know, I talk to people nearly every day that are trying to do something new. And there's a lot of fear attached to that. Uh, and, and the problem is that they've never done it before. And so that's why they have the fear. So because they don't have the awareness of how to do this thing in their past, they're confused and they're fearful. So their past, in this case, um, lack of experience is informing their present. Does that make sense? Okay. So your present can actually, um, be informed by your future too. So I think about worry, um, you know, especially during the, the last year or so with the pandemic, there's just been a lot of people who are worried and stressing and focusing on, uh, you know, what's going to happen, 
right? And it can be in anything really, but because there's this sense of uncertainty, which quite frankly has been there forever, but because you're, you're more attuned or aware of it now, uh, you, you don't really, you didn't notice it before, but now you do. And so your future, whatever your worry is for the future is informing your present moment might keep you up at night, might keep you from making decisions that, that might be a little more risky. Okay. Um, you always have these drama stories that you're telling yourself. So for example, you know, if you're late for work and, you know, you're going to get written up and then, you know, you're going to lose your job and what's going to happen if I don't have my job, right? So the, the story comes in the moment, creates this drama. So really you're thinking about the future that hasn't happened yet, but it's informing your present moment. It's keeping your mind um, basically enslaved to what's happening right now in the present moment. Uh, you know, I think about some friends of mine, they're, they're struggling, um, you know, just there, there's a lot happening right now, but they're really focusing on their debt. Uh, and they're like, what are we going to do? You know, with the, the economy is changing. And, uh, unfortunately the husband was laid off. He's in a service industry and, and where we live, um, there's just a lot of restrictions on businesses right now. And so, uh, he was on unemployment this last year and he was denied a new claim. Uh, so, you know, he's in a, in a situation, they're like, what are we going to do? And I said, well, you're going to do what you can do, right? But the worry and concern and anxiety that they have about the future is definitely, um, showing up in their present moment. So we tend to think that we're living in the moment, but we've basically what we've done is we've jumped into the proverbial DeLorean, if you remember the movie Back to the Future, and we've chosen a different time to quote unquote live in. So we're not in the present moment. We could be in the past or the future. So we can honor the past and we can look forward to the future without getting stuck there. All right. So I want to talk about that. There's three ideas I want to share with you today. So the first one is this idea of honoring the past, even in a difficult situation. So we all have things that we need to overcome in our, in our life. I know I'm, I'm, you know, very honest with you guys about my, my past and, you know, some difficulties that I've had to overcome, but quite frankly, we all have stories. You might not have, you know, child abuse, neglect, poverty, um, stroke, you know, all of those things in, in your story, but you have things you need to overcome in your own past. So we want to honor that. We don't want to fight it. We don't want to ignore it or neglect it. Um, when you look at the things that have happened in your past and you ask yourself, what lessons have I learned? Because everything comes for a reason. And when you can focus on mining for those lessons, here's, here's the kicker guys. Listen to this. If something happens in your life and you don't learn whatever lesson came for you during that event or situation, the lesson still needs to be learned. So it will come for you again. So it's better to stay, you know, still and quiet now and say, okay, let me just pause everything. What were some of those lessons that I learned from the past? Uh, look at the choices that you made. You know, some of the choices that you made were from a very empowering place. Uh, I think of some of my clients that have had to release, um, you know, some toxic family members in their life. And that was really, really hard. Uh, and it's not something that they wanted to do, but they made that choice from an empowered place uh, to, to make sure that they and their family were in safety. Um, other choices that you made maybe weren't the greatest choices, but you could learn from them. And 
guess what? Everything in your past has informed your present situation. Now, that can be a bitter pill to swallow, you know, cause and effect. What you're dealing with right now in your life, guess what? There's a cause and usually it's you, okay? And it's your thinking that has caused you the effect that you're having right now. So that's the bitter part. However, the sweet part is once you truly know that and you say, okay, if that law of cause and effect is true, then I can change what I'm thinking. I can change what I'm doing and I can have a different future. Okay. So what we want to do is honor what we've been through and focus on changing or transformation. Now, the second thing is we want to discover what our patterns are, okay? And really come at it from a point of understanding our patterns, um, acknowledging and noticing them, okay? Not saying, not judging them and saying they're good or bad or uh, indifferent, but really just noticing them. Um, so, you know, some of the things that I think about um, that I've had conversations with friends about, especially th- this one example is more with a lot of my uh, my female friends who are, you know, they have families, they're also working from home, they're trying to serve their community. And we've been having a lot of conversations around uh, male and female roles and expectations, right? And one of my friends said it very succinctly. She said, how come because I am a woman, I have to be the one to clean the house? I was like, hey, that's a that's a fair and valid question. Right. But, but looking at the patterns and saying, you know what, how, how did we do things when we were growing up? And that's usually the expectation we have for when we're an adult. I'll, you know, how do you celebrate holidays? Right. Uh, you know, once you become married, now you've got to integrate two versions of holidays. But then when you have kids, you've got to have that, that conversation again. And it's culture, right? And, and culture isn't about, you know, what race or creed or nationality you're from, but culture is about how you do things. And so at some point you've got to say, okay, this is how I do X, Y, and Z. How does another person do it? How does somebody else do it? And do I have a choice in this matter? Because guess what? We always have a choice. You don't have to, you know, celebrate the holidays the way that you do. You don't have to have the same expectations at home as you do. Um, you know, when we got married, the I think the expectation for uh, my husband and I was that the man pays the bills. I don't know where we got that, but we just thought that that's it, right? And we realized mm, that's maybe not so true in our case. And there, it's not that he can't do that. It's just that I have a gifting in that area. Right. So, you know, looking at what are the patterns that you've had in the past and did you choose those? And if you didn't, what's your new choice going to be? Uh, you can also look at your negative behaviors and, and words, you know, up until this point, what are some of those sticky points that haven't really served you well? So, you know, one of the things I think about is that when I was younger, I was really, really guided by my blood sugar. Uh, I would have low blood sugar moments and I would get hangry and I would say and do things that were not in alignment with who I am. So now I've trained myself over the years to really pay attention to when I'm starting to kind of feel that a little bit and I will take extra care with myself so that I don't get to that point. Now, there are other behavior patterns that we have too. Like I, I used to do a lot of driving and I realized I didn't have road rage, just a really healthy dose of road impatience. So I had to work on that. 
Okay. So notice your patterns, not to judge yourself, but to say, I don't, I don't necessarily like that. So how can I change it? You know, and, and this one too, when you're looking at your past and noticing the patterns that oftentimes, you know, our past caregivers, guess what? Your parents or, or people in your community or your environment, they were doing the best that they could. And sometimes when we notice patterns and we see, oh no, you know, this, this is coming out from my mom. I don't necessarily want this. We've got to forgive that person and release them so we can move on. Acknowledge the pattern that was there. Uh, I find it really helpful to, to think about, you know, let's say I do something and I'm like, oh, my mom used to do that and I don't want to do that. Uh, I, I try to go to that place of remembering who my mom was in her entirety and also what she kind of grew up with and the patterns that were instilled in her. And when I do that, I kind of treat her like, um, you know, a friend or, or like one of you podcast listeners that we're just sitting down and we're having a drink. Right. And so instead of judging her, I, I treat her as a, a person. Right. And I, I it's easier to forgive and release that way. And I sometimes wish, you know, that my mom had had the, the teaching and the training and the experiences that I have had because her life might have been different. Okay. So that's number two. Number three in this whole, you know, using your time machine for good. Where have you been successful in the past? I think that's really, really important. Um, so, you know, let's say you're having a current problem or challenge. Think back, where in your life have you been really successful? You know, did you win an award? Did you get top honor somewhere? Did you learn something new that was really exciting to you? And what skills or traits or people or resources or thoughts helped you to be successful during that time? Uh, a coaching client of mine once said that she was a, um, an all state swimmer in, in her state for, um, you know, high school. So when she thought about the skills, traits, thoughts, behaviors, all of that, that, that helped her get to that goal, it was a very empowering process. Now here's the trick. You do that. And then you say, how can I apply those things to my current situation so that I can apply it to now to have a different future result? That's powerful. Uh, because now you're, you're not taking it from here's, here's the problem. Here's the story I'm dealing with. You're really looking at, okay, wait a minute. I've been successful in the past and I can apply all of that. Now it's a different energy, a different focus. Okay. So in essence, what I'm saying is that humans jump in their time machines. Okay. Uh, most of the time it's very unconscious. So if you're going to jump in your time machine, you might as well do it with a positive purpose. Okay. So just be on the lookout for, um, you know, where are you at in your head? Are you in the present moment or are you in the past or in the future? Uh, if you've never thought about this before, that's it. That's all I want you to do is to just notice that. And for those of you who've been regular listeners and you've been following my work for some time, this is not new for you. But the up-level activity for you might be that when you notice that you're, you know, in, in the past, ask yourself, what lesson do I need? Um, what choices did I make and how can I make it different? And you can also say, okay, what about the future? Um, what issue am I dealing with? What challenge is coming up? What worry or concern do I have? And bring that back and say, okay, let me write that down. Here's everything about the situation. Here's all the feelings I have. And now look back into the past and say, where was I successful? And bring that forward. 
Okay. So again, if you're going to jump in the time machine, make sure you know you're doing it and use it to your own advantage. Okay. Hey, I hope this was helpful today. Uh, if you need anything, if you, if you're like, okay, Michelle, I'm not sure exactly where to start. What's going on. Shoot me an email. We'll have a little chat. Okay. Awesome. So with that, I release you into the wild, go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day. We'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye.